This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 11. And to be honest, I actually forgot that I was going to be hosting this. I thought it was going to be mad or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a fun one, boys, isn't it? Because um, obviously I'm joined with... Yeah, the boys, Maz and Ben, and of course myself, Ryan. But this one's a little bit, you know, Brentford, a 2-0 loss. Um, I'm sure we'll get into everything. And yeah, boys, what, what do we make of uh, what I thought, to be honest, was an actual good performance on the most part, which I did put out a tweet on. People were calling me crazy in the moment. And then sort of a lot came around to agree the morning after. The red Don't know what you boys made, think. Yeah. But yeah, what what do we think on the, on the Brentford thing? A bit of a general question to begin with, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll go for it. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I generally thought we played well. I thought we dominated mm. most parts of the game. Um, I think the possession stats at the end, I don't know, possession's not everything. If you lose the game, you lose the game. But I think it was it like 70%, something like around that, that figure. Um, so yeah, we dominated mm. possession. I thought we had a lot of chances. We created a lot. And it was just, a, for me, it just stemmed back to, you know, that, that normal uh, sort of procedure under... Potter's early days, as in or, or mid days, yeah. so sort of when, when he sort of you know maybe a year before he left, um, mm. where like you know we, we we dominate possession, we have great those chances, and we just can't score. That's just exactly what someone we're tweeted like we uh, might as well have played in that blue kit with a white collar <laughs> yesterday because it was just yeah. like yeah. that season. Literally, twenty one yeah. shots, yeah. seven on target is like it just it, all it was just flashbacks. Yeah. And like you're right, Ryan, like we did play well. And that's why it's not a worrying thing about being under yeah. our new manager. Like we played well, we played well in most of the games we've been under him. And um, I guess Tottenham, you could say we didn't play too well, but we still deserve to get more than a loss out of it. Yeah, maybe. <clears> um, bloody elf bars from my fucking throat. Um, but yeah, other than <laughs> don't smoke elf bars, trust me. Um, and yeah, I just think there's it's not all doom and gloom if people are feeling that way. Like there is positive yeah. to take out of the, all the games. Just just on yeah. just on that. Um, sorry, just just quickly, yeah, just on that. Yeah, mm. I saw a tweet. Someone um, made a, yeah made a really good sort of uh, comparison or, or, or observation, and it was yeah. oh let's not let's give Deserve a bit more time because when Pot, like Potter went through this stage, as in like he's literally been there for three games. Like we can't yeah, just, we can't just be reactionary and just be like oh. Uh. We've lost, we've lost two out of three. Obviously, a really good result at Liverpool, um, and obviously lost the, the, the other two. But yeah, it's three games in. 
Um, we always knew it was going to be a tough start as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think the, 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 the person that person uh, tweeted saying, oh, like, Deserby uh, is having the same problems as Potter did at one stage of his career where he was playing good football and, you know, dominating games but wasn't scoring goals because ultimately we weren't scoring goals. So, yeah, I, I think it's way too quick to sort of be reactionary. I mm. think oh, three yeah, games definitely. in, there's so much more time to see really what, mm. you know, uh, Deserve is all about. And, and not a Forest is going to be a big, big game, I think, um, mm. to prove what he's all about um, and yeah. see what he thinks with it. Really. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of, I wouldn't say, I would say a lot of reactionary stuff, but I wouldn't say there was too much on Deserby unless they are completely stupid. I, I don't know why you would go against Deserby now. No, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, I didn't see any manager stuff. Um, but I, I did see like a few reactionary things, a lot of people, you know, saying drop X, Y and Z. But I think that yeah. if I was to go on a positive spin at the minute, I think the one the one real standout and probably the he set the bar so high at the moment that Moises Caicedo I think was man of the match for me anyway. I think he, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And um, you know, although David Raya and although Ivan Tony were, you know, absolute different quality that day, I Done think Moises Caicedo yeah, over sure. the longevity of the game was was brilliant and mm. probably would have got the sky man of the match if we came away with a win or a point there. But yeah, I don't know. I just find it a bit weird because obviously it's like you would think that the the problems that we're facing with in front of goal, you would have thought mm-hmm. you go out of those, right? You've, you've trained yourself to stop doing that. Uh, you know, the misses weren't nearly as bad as what they were under Potter, by the way. We didn't have like yeah. six yard open goals. But the point of the matter was we couldn't break down that low block that Brentford really pressed against us. And same with Tottenham. And, I really hope know, that doesn't become a theme though, Ryan. Like, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Kind of thing what, I thought it was my... Yeah, the question is, is everyone going to now do that really? against Brighton? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't know. deal with that. We'll be screwed if that's the case. Do you know what I think? Not, not, I'm not saying that people have. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to say it. I think people have worked us out in a, in a way, like in terms of mm. how we approach games, because I think that that helped us a lot. I'm not, I'm not saying we were an unknown, but people didn't really know what Potter was going to do next. That like, was he's very yeah. unpredictable. We, even, we as fans, we didn't know what he was going to do next. So I think that yeah. unpredictable nature really helped us a lot. And also, our, our, our style of football was brilliant. Like Potter would, yeah, he got us playing really, really good football. So, have I suppose the question is, have teams worked us out, so to speak? I know that's probably not, you know, I wouldn't say uh, we're not going to go, you know, we're going to go on to not win any games or anything. Mm. But have they sort of learned how to play against us? Like if Steve said, Cooper does it against now, us tomorrow, then it's going to be that answer. That question will be answered if we get three games in a row where people have done the same thing, like. If, yeah. yeah, if Forrest do a low block against us and somehow nick a draw or a win, it's not going to look yeah. good. <laughs> it won't no. look good. And we'll have to figure out a plan B because some people, for yeah. a few things that I did see about Deserby, which was very small, by the way, but like some people were saying he didn't have a plan B. Um, and I mm. guess you could kind of say that, like especially against Spurs, there definitely wasn't a plan B. And even against Brentford, I guess there wasn't one. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess but why I, would I you think, change it if you are to... creating chances? That's the, my thing. Like against Brentford, we were still creating <laughs> chances. Exactly that. And also as well, does he have the options off the bench? That, that is the question. Obviously, Matoma, um, yeah, great. But, you know, the question's still jury's still out. Now, you know, yeah, he's injured um, now, exactly. But the jury's still out on Indav. Like, do we have the strength and depth to, to, to help yeah. Deserby or any gap in that? You see, yeah. this is a good question, you know, because I think that, you know, obviously he came out this morning and he aren't, he does his press conferences really early, by the way. I don't know if it's his yeah, call it's or if it's the media's call, but it no, was like, I think it was like eight o'clock this morning. It was kind of mad, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, no, anyway, one thing I would say was he just obviously came out and said Lalana's going to start. 
uh, or at least Lallana will be playing. And that's quite different. Like we haven't had that before. A, a manager to come out and just say, "Yeah, this is what's going." You know, it, I don't think it will be a bluff. I put it out, sort of asking the general question: Is he bluffing? Is he imagine bluffing trying to play Lallana. some mind games on Steve Cooper? But yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> seem like one he would he would no. bluff. But it's yeah. it's a a strange different thing. But is that a good thing? Do you think for him to come out and almost say? Yeah, well, Lalana will be starting. Is that is that just like you know confidence in his own sort of managerial abilities, or would you rather it be like Potter and be so almost corporate? Shush, no one has to know what I'm thinking. I'll ask it to Maz because I can see your thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I I think with 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 that is I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I suppose just it gives the manager, the opposing manager, a bit of a head start. He's like, okay, well, I know yeah. Lallana's starting, so I can, you know, I, he can probably then predict the formation as well, based on yeah. that. Um, and then, That's well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he can probably have a bit of an inkling. But in saying that, confirming one player's playing, I don't think that's a big giveaway. Like, the reason I why I think it's would... a bit bigger though, Maz, is because like for the past three games, we played the exact same team. And now we've come out mm. and said that we're actually he's actually going to change mm. it. So that's the mm. only difference now. So Steve Cooper might have, have a bit of an inkling to think, right, he's actually going to maybe change a few things if he's bringing in a new player for the first time. But, that, but that's good, yeah. though, because then he'll be like, well, what formation is he going to play? Uh, what person Is he going to make more changes? Mm. Like, it, it'll quite keep him thinking. So, it definitely seems to me like a bit of a chess move from the server, which I hope it is. Yeah, it's a smart. Uh, surely um, it's smart for him. Yeah, and uh, the, the only thing I think is, yeah, probably agree with Ben on it, is, you know, Deserby hasn't really yet had the chance to make his own team up based on what he's got. I'm not saying he's going to make any signings in Jan yet, but based on what he's got at the moment, he still followed Potter's footsteps in terms of unchanged 11s. Pretty much we've played the same team for the past three months, right? And now he's finally saying, no, we're going to change something. Whether that's going to be Lilana is going to be the big man to change it. I probably and who not. comes out as well? Who comes out? Who? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does leave you guessing, and perhaps could be something that does work. I still remember a certain Marcelo Bielsa clip when he named the entire starting eleven the day before the game, and he actually played the eleven that he named, which is like mad. So I, hope, I don't know if I'd want that. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what it'd be interesting to know. Matter, it'd be but... interesting to know. Did they win that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, did they? Get acres in. Acres in. But yeah, go for it, Deserby. Get, get your team tree out there. But yeah, where do we think if we had to predict? Where does Lalana come in? Does he play false nine like he did randomly against Leicester? Was it Leicester when he played false nine? Remember that? Yeah, that was in that so, was in our blue kit, I think, as well. So interesting for me. It's like right. So for me personally, you're gonna either have to drop Pascal Gross or McAllister or Trossard. That for me, that's a three. If you're gonna do like for like. That's the three you swap people, mm. right? So, you know, that the question the question then begs. Pascal Gross, arguably our best chance creator. Uh Trossard, our best, arguably our best player right now. Player, yeah. Uh, and then McAllister, again, arguably our best <laughs> player. It's like, do you then take one of those three? And out of those three, if I had to if you like put a gun to my said you have to pick out those three, I'd pick Mc, uh, not McAllister, sorry, I'd pick Pascal Gross to go out the side. Um, yeah. but again, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy with that because he, he is one of our best chance players. Even this season, he's been mm. fantastic. So mm. it's like, yeah, who, who do you justify against drops? It's like I'd say probably you know if there is one in that you know that midfield that has probably been worthy of being dropped is is Pascal Gross. He probably wasn't at his best in the last couple of games under Deserby, but still probably wouldn't be one that you would drop. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe he looks at that and thinks 
you know, he he's clearly a manager that likes sort of your forward thinking midfielders as, you know, he's getting the best out of Caicedo mm. and everyone will refer back to Locatelli and that Italian side that was so powerful. Um, it seems like those are the sort of midfielders that he likes. So he might not get on with a Pascal Gross that is very intelligent, but probably isn't, you know, the, the energetic number eight that he wants maybe. I don't know, but that's me mm. purely guessworking him. But no, putting in Lallana, reasonable, reasonable guess. Um, yeah, and putting in Lallana, he has got the energy, but, he has got the quality, but is he going to last the ninety minutes? Is the big question. That's I, was, I was about to say, I, I, I would, that's the thing. I, I would argue, is Lallana that energetic sort of? Uh, I'd say he's, he's energetic. He's he does drive it. He is technically gifted. Yeah, I think the only thing that hampers Lallana in his career is, is his injuries. Like you know, he he could mm. go on a like great run, and everyone would be, oh my god, that's just quite class from Lallana. So many times. I've said that so class from Alana, but then he'll be he'll you know he'll be dropped on the floor and he'll be stretched off about five minutes later. So that seems to be the, the story of his frustrating career because I do really like him. It is really annoying. Yeah, I'm not into slander Alana by any means. Well, it's the thing. I, I, again, uh, it's not an attack on the players, but I tweeted out uh, after the Nottingham Forest game. I was like, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to get a bit of stick for this. But I tweeted out saying playing Welbeck and Alana in 2022 is not the one. And I, I actually mm. stick by that. I, I feel like not, not, it's well not bet, to say though. they are bad players. No, but it's not to say they're bad or they don't. They're not good for the team. Which, like, they both have their uses. Welbeck, I think, has been great. But I like I like to have a striker that can score goals. And with all due respect, he scored zero goals this season. <laughs> he mm. has uh, on that. Zilch. On that, um, well, and I wanted to talk about it. There were a f- quite a lot of people that were slating Danny Welbeck, saying he's a waste of space. He yes, he was no, very hard. good that's in hard. no, that's but he hard. yes, yes, he was very good in Graham Potter's systems, but will he be good in Deserby systems? And right now, that's it's kind question. of saying no, and he mm. isn't proving good. But I also want to say just just to caveat because I'm sure I'm going to get people around. Oh, like what you want about Welbeck? Like, <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of that. But and I want to just state I think he's a good player. I think and and I've always been a bit of a critic of him, but I think. Recently, in the last sort of year, six six months, I think he's been great, and he, and he, mm-hmm. and he's definitely got a use. I'm, I'm not saying like don't use him. I, I think he's got his uses. I just don't think he should be starting games. Like bring him on as an impact player, sixty minutes or seventy minutes, last twenty maybe. You know, aerially, you know, very good in the air. You can run the channels, mm-hmm. use him, you know, effectively that way. I just feel like I want a striker who's like a number nine and can score goals. Like for a striker, as a sole striker, to not have one goal. It, uh, well, here's the question then, so Maz. You know, because I know Welbeck, he has his uses, as you say. But then mm. the next one's Dennis Undav, who... Yeah, I'm not against huge. Dennis Undav, <laughs> Undav but he, he really Dennis hasn't Dunbrough. blown me away no. yet. Um, yeah. I don't know how to how to comment but, on Undav but, yet, because it's really hard, as we haven't seen him enough. But he had his chance against Brentford and really didn't seem to look at it, but then probably didn't do anything to suggest he shouldn't play either so it was a weird one but the only thing that my worry on Endav is is that he's he's very different to to Danny Welbeck and Welbeck's very good in, in driving forward and creating chances and being very good with his feet and whereas Endav seems to me as I want the ball in the 18 yard box and I turn your 18 yard box only and probably would have a decent shot off I mean he looked like you know he has technique on him when he strikes the ball but when it comes to um, the rest of the game, I don't know. I don't know. Like a Trossard or Welbeck. It seems but, to but, this, but this brings you back to this brings back to the question for me. Then, why did we not sign? Like, if, if we didn't, you know, trust. If Potter didn't trust in Undav, and clearly the Zerbi doesn't have that much more trust in him, then it goes back to the question of why have we left with just Dennis Undav 
and Danny Welbeck as strikers. Yeah. Why, why do we not recruit? Or, or why do we not... Selling Mope was so, weird. Yeah, yeah. Selling exactly. Mope was weird. Why do we not keep Mope? So that, that, that brings back the whole question of, it's like, what, we don't have enough players, first of all, to compete with Welbeck. Because Welbeck probably thinks, right, well, my only competition is Buda, which is <laughs> probably not a lot right now. So he's thinking, mm. right, I'm going to start every game here. So I can probably, you know, you know, when people sort of, not saying you rest on his laurels, but you get a bit comfortable, don't you? Like, well, I don't really have much competition. I'm probably going to start most games. Um, you know, uh, and scoring goals is what I'd like to see from him. So I'm not saying yeah. he shouldn't, you know, be in the squad. Or I just feel like if we really want to kick on and progress, we need a, another stri- another striker to supplement Danny Welbeck slash him supplement them. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I think so. we will be seeing a much different eleven by even in the next few months, to be honest. I mean, you've got the likes of Billy Gilmore, etc., that we have signed and we haven't seen too much yeah, I forgot of we yet. even had him. Um, I know. <laughs> I would love to see him a lot more, though, Ben, if I'm honest with you, because yeah. he seems like a great, you know, he only came on for a few minutes against Tottenham, but you could already see what he can mm. do. And that's running quite well, to be honest, with the ball. Looked like, you know, it can pick a pass out. Looked quite composed, to be honest, for the, say, five minutes he was on the pitch for. And, you know, against the Tottenham side that we couldn't break down, Gilmore seems like the energetic sort of midfielder that potentially could do that to Forrest. I mean, that's you know, one I don't of want the to move... hardest positions to get into in our team, isn't it, at the moment? Probably the midfield, though, that too. Yeah. It... And, but I think you know, people... Webster, Webster's position might be up for grabs because I guess he was, he was a bit shaky against Brentford. I mean, Levi Cole yeah, yeah, is just... Van Heck, right? So we've got yeah. both our um, next best centre backs out. So yeah, Welbeck isn't, no, sorry, uh, Webster isn't on his best form at the minute. But I'm sure he probably knows that, right? Um, but I'm sure he'll come all right soon enough. Yeah. But it's just it's just a, a weird situation. I feel like we're in that transition period now. It's so cliche in football to say people are in their transition period. We actually are at the minute. It's been such a blow. And you know, I said it at the um, at the Brentford game, and people were saying, you know, you move on, whatever. And, but that's not what I'm trying to say. My point is. The, the damage has been done, right? And to move on, you've got to rebuild what you've lost, right? And what we have lost is X amount of coaching staff and a, a great world-class manager and a great setup that was, right? Hey, so see how good Kepper was against Villa since yeah. Ben Roberts has yeah. gone in there. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I messaged this Chelsea fan that I know. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that's the Ben Roberts effect. And he just started laughing. He was like, he's changed us. Yeah. He was up, but he, yeah. wrote, he wrote, actually is probably right, to be honest. Mm. But what's mad is... We've lost all that big foundation that was, and now we've got to almost just start again. And I think that for people to almost think we're going to play like how we did under Potter in the Forest game and really take the game to him dominate. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We might take the game to him dominate. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably will. But to expect what we were doing under Potter under Deserby is is really like you know very harsh. I think to be honest, um, yeah. I won't go on to Forest yet. To be fair, because I feel like there's a little bit more to talk about in Brentford. I'd like to talk yeah. about David Raya, to be honest with you, because some of his saves he was pulling off, mate, was absolutely ridiculous. And, it, you know, the Spanish goalkeepers having a go at each other there, to be fair, because he was on fire. Yeah, and I just, I just wonder, you know, it's, uh, you know, you say about Kepa, it seems like every time that we have a decent amount of chances, the goalkeepers just turn world-class against us. And I'm worried about Dean Henderson, you know, because if he does that to us... Well, he's oh due one. God. He's due yeah. one, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. having a stinker at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Just, still managed to get FBL points, though, because of all the saves that he makes. But yeah, he's like, yeah. especially that. I know that Ashley Young volley was good that he spot recently, but, but yeah, like, he should be saving some some of the stuff that goes past. You're just thinking, Jesus Christ. Mm. And then he does his WWE beating up the floor stuff. Yeah. 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 
Sorry, just going, yeah, just talk about the Brentford game. Um, obviously, even, so like, just, it sort of relates back to my earlier point about, you know, having a striker who can score goals. Like, yeah. even Tony is, is a fantastic uh, example of that. Like, he's your out-and-out forward, scores goals, like, and they played they play the same formation as us, a centre, well, slightly different, but essentially like a four, um, well, four, three, three, however you want to sort of set it up, uh, with three sort of, you know, wide, two, two wide players and Bono and Wissa. And then they had Tony as well. And like for me, to have that option of Tony would be amazing. I would love to have... Like, <laughs> We'd be Tony next Yeston. level. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if we had a striker who could finish off <laughs> all these chances and he saw his, what was his first goal with the, the little back heel. It was beautiful. Like it was just... Like a, that a gave me flashbacks of... Gave me flashbacks of Metessa for Palace. Remember when he done that against Sanchez as well? Yeah, well, it, was a, it was a bit more of a different yeah. flick, but yeah. It seems yeah, like a lot of the more forward-thinking managers are not obsessed with, particularly Brighton setup, aren't obsessed with goal-scoring strikers. And whereas and you know, yeah. it feels like because of Erling Haaland particularly, the old-fashioned number nine is becoming a lot more trendy because you know we've all gone to sort of this not obsessed with goal-scoring strikers. We now complement midfielders. Number eights are bigger than ever. Number eight is arguably more important than number 10. The number 10 has died. Wingers are here and there. We rely on our, you know, forwards, inside forwards for goals. And Erling Haaland's almost gone, do you know what? Forget your analytics, mate. I'm going to get in the box, score some headers, volleys, yeah, inside of the box wanders, right? (laughs) Any bar apart from Yeah, whatever I can get my body on. Tony, uh, Ivan Tony is a bit like that, to be fair. And it does make you wonder, as, as, as ugly as it can be, a Glenn Murray, a Bobby Zamora, ultimately yeah. they're the ones that fans pay their money to see. Yeah, So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it does seem a bit old-fashioned, but under De Zerbi, he likes to play wide. And, you know, they're not obsessed with crossing necessarily, but having an extra presence in there as well as Welbeck. I mean, that's one thing that I do wonder why Indav could be big under him is, you know, clearly Indav is a very good striker in terms of, scoring goals right he can he's clearly quite clinical and his record suggests that when you watch some of his goals over they're inside of the box they're not you're not pretty maybe the edge of the box low pile drivers into the you know but you don't really see him darting forward and, and laying players off and making in in, in behind runs like Welbeck probably would mm. so could he potentially be the one that's now for Forest if he does probably his best chance now to, to step up and, and have a chance I, I wouldn't be against having a bit of an old-fashioned number nine in Dundav, but it might mean you take away that link-up play that Welbeck does. I don't know what you think, Ben. No, 100%. We do know what Welbeck brings a lot. He brings a lot of class, like especially the teams that he's played for. And you see his experience when he does have his good games. You can tell that he's been playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just maybe I don't know. I still don't know if Dundav is ready. Um it must be weird, though, going from scoring so many goals last season mm. and then not getting a look in. Obviously, his yeah. confidence, in I imagine, league, though, to be fair. Yeah, but I imagine his conf- confidence is probably shot to bits as well, can't, about, especially you've mm. seen online people saying he's done and not good enough, yeah. that sort of thing. I can't imagine his confidence mm. is good. And then only getting like a minute or two minutes here and there to play and show yourself is it's not good. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine it's he's having a good time at the moment. Um, to yeah. throw him in I against mean- Forrest will be mad I think I still like, would rely on Welbeck more there's, there's obviously as well like a clear correlation between Potter not you know giving him chances and also deserving I know it's only three games in yeah. but still not giving him like, the full there must be like, like like we're not privy to the training you know does he perform in training is he as good as Welbeck in training you know all these kind of things that we, we don't we can't see probably not we don't know like yeah but, but there's, there's 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 
obviously a clear link between the two managers in terms of they both yeah. aren't fully trusting Undav yet. So either he's still not match fit or he's not ready yet or he doesn't, you know, hasn't adapted to, to English mm. football. It could be multi multitude of factors. But there's, mm. there's a clear link between Deserby and Potter for me that they both still are trying to work him out um, in terms of is he the right fit? Can he replace, you know, can he supplement Welbeck? Can they play together? Does he play as a lone striker? I think there's a lot of questions yet. Yeah. I think just to, to finish out. up on the um, Undav slash Welbeck slash striking issue, I think. You know, as you say, there is obviously something that he's not doing right. But I remember going back to Andy Naylor when he came on the pod a couple of years ago and said, you know, these foreign players that come over from, you know, say the Belgian league or wherever it might be, they come over to the English game. It, it is a very different step up. I mean, obviously, mm. as I said, Erling Haaland, he's an exceptional, exceptional talent, right? He's one in a million. But... In terms of like an Undav or even Caicedo, when he came over, we had to loan him out a little bit before he really settled in. And that wasn't just because of a work permit. Matoma, another one. These players, Alexis McAllister, another one. Oh, my God. So majority of our team has actually had to settle. But I think the only thing that maybe a FIFA kids of the generation will look at is Undav is turning 26 and he probably hasn't got as much time to settle. And that's probably what's added the pressure on in selling Mope. Um, you know, realistically, he has to. He's got the weight on his shoulders because, you know, we. I think it's not the best business, which usually our so efficient business runs. I think selling Mope has added that pressure on Undav because mm. Welbeck's day was going to come, right? It was always going to have a blip. Uh, he wasn't going to perform as he was every single mm. game like he has been. So now we're in that situation of maybe Welbeck's just not, not falling off as such, but his forms are starting to dip and it's natural, right? I don't know. I just feel like with a, with a team like Forest, um, not you know, it's a chance for Undav really to to have a chance. That's just my opinion anyway. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah so you jump into the Forest. Just quickly before we jump on, uh, just I'll try and talk about the penalty quickly. Um, Beltman. Yeah. On, yeah. On, uh, I actually forgot there was a penalty. Mm. Can't lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I blocked. I blocked out Friday from my mind. By the yeah. way, so I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember everything oh. that happened. No, just yeah, just quickly the penalty. Um, yeah, uh, Beltman on Tony. I just thought it was clumsy. I was very frustrating. It's I, done. I just felt like he, he didn't need to do it. He just didn't no. need to do it. <laughs> and I was just, I was so frustrated by it. I was just I was yeah. like, why? Why have you done that? Just let him turn because there's so many people. There's so many bodies in the box mm. that that someone could have put a block in. I think Dunk was right next to him as well. And obviously, Beltman was the one who made the challenge. But it was like there was a lot of people around him where. He could have had a block team. He, he might have got shot off. There's there's so many different outcomes that could have happened. He was involved barring a penalty. He was involved in a lot of stuff, um, Beltman, wasn't he? Like Argy mm, Bargy and yeah, Thomas Frank. Was... Thomas Frank tried to tackle him, and even before yeah. that, like, I think uh, Beltman stood on Tony's foot and had a little yeah. scuffle with Tony there again. He was involved. In, yeah, he was involved in a lot of action like that. And uh, I guess the, the penalty was kind of coming. He probably was. His head was probably flustered. Tony yeah. was having the better of all of the defence. So yeah, maybe, maybe that it's got just a bit it's frustrating because it's so, as you say, it is silly, especially if someone of Veltman's calibre. But mm. also, I mean, you know, Ivan Tony is, because he's, you know, because he's English, like Harry Kane, he's clever, right? I think that Veltman puts a foot in and, yeah, he's made a meal of it. I think that, I think Brentford were, you know, quite bad for that, to be honest. They, they, were, they were clever in what they did. They broke up the play, which is another way of saying... They spent a good 35 minutes on the floor for the second half, to be fair. It was a very frustrating watch at times, you know, the, the amount of time that was lost because 
you know, you, you see it and you just think, you know, when you're on the receiving end of it, when it's Glenn Murray doing it and he dives at the first touch he gets on him, you're like, yeah, well, no, Glenn, you know, this is what a striker's meant for. But when it's against you and they're going down and they're holding their leg and you've got to wait for him to take a throw in and it's just a bit like, Brentford did a really good job for a, a team like Brighton, like we are. We like to play the ball. We like to come forward and, and put high press in. They were very much, let's not let them even get a chance to play. And every time they did, let's fall to the floor and waste a bit of time. So I think that that was a, the key for Brentford, really. And when they had their chance, they've got the quality in, in Tony and they've got the quality. Yeah, that's the, the, right that is the us. difference. So that's that a perfect conclusion. Yeah. That is the difference between us and them. We yeah. had all those chances, but we didn't have the right person to finish it. Whereas we Brentford did, and they took their <laughs> We didn't have Ivan that's, Tony, that's yeah. That's the podcast yeah. title. That's the podcast title. Have Don't have to worry um, about that. But yeah, <laughs> just, to, just to completely round off, actually, just one thing I wanted to mention was De Zerbi, how he was having a go at Thomas Frank, saying, yeah, that do not touch my players. I loved it, that, I loved it personally. I, yeah. yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, no I, I, tweet, I literally tweeted off seeing uh, our social straight away. Mm. And I literally, I saw it, I saw him mouth the words. So, it, you know, the whole scuffle happened, obviously, Veltman, Grant Vold, and it was a big, big, big scuffle. And then when they got pulled apart, uh, and they both got their yellow cards, uh, Thomas Frank and uh, Deserby went and shook hands after. But literally, the first thing Deserby said was, mm. do, uh, do not, uh, what was it, do not, something, do not to my players. And I saw him mouth yeah. it, and I was like, that's class. I literally got it out of my way. He's like, yeah, don't, something like, don't touch my players or don't speak to my yeah, players. Yeah, something like, don't touch my players. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, don't touch my players. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as he was shaking his hand, I was like, that's class. Yeah. That's my, like, <laughs> yeah. my gaffer. Um, that's my gaffer. So, yeah, no, He's not scared it. of a fight as he deserves. It's yeah, quite funny. I'm all for it. It shows a bit of passion. It shows a bit of, you know, fight for your players. You're backing your players when, when they need yeah. it. Um, I just, yeah. I, I think it was definitely more positive. So obviously, I don't want to see him get sent off like every week or, you know, become one of those Italian no. managers who gets, you know, sent to the bench yesterday's, you know, team mm. talks from, from the stands. I don't want that. But <laughs> I, I do love, yeah, yeah. I do love the passion though. I'm all for passion and, you know, standing up for your players and standing up for what we think is right. I think, yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. Fun. And then, no, sorry, I, and then I lastly agree. before Forrest, um, the fans, especially with Mwepu, incredible. Oh yeah, the support class. for Mwepu was amazing. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, the whole the whole away end was incredible. Uh, yeah, just chanting his name for a good like fell like, off twenty minutes at the beginning, didn't it? Flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if if you did go, well done because you yeah, absolutely smashed yeah. it. And I'm sure yeah. Mwepu I can't really wait for it. I can't wait for Forrest. I'm sure he's going to get like an absolutely amazing reception. Um, yeah. really should be like you know pro- I, I know what one thing that we can always praise the club in is is the tributes and things we always mm. get it spot on with our tributes so yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a touching one it's going to be a heart in your throat sort of thing but um, yeah no it's going to be emotional and a, a absolutely top quality to like literally every fan that came with a, a Zambian flag or something new of the equivalent or even if you were just chanting it's brilliant um, but yeah nice God, and, and Dick Knight as well for God's sake not getting in <laughs> <laughs> Paul Barber must have been like, oh, for God's sake, this is not going to look good on Monday. Yeah, I own half the club for fuck's sake. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm the fucking president of the club. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but it was so oh, good. Just, to, just to be clear, because uh, I think I, I did want a bit of it was fake news, wasn't it? No, it was fake news. Yeah, his ticket, yeah, it wasn't about anything to do with like you know, everyone was talking about the names on tickets and stuff. It was nothing, he just didn't scan, which yeah, these things happen. So, and yeah, then they made a second ticket and then that didn't scan as well. And then they, they were like, right, you can go to the Brighton kiosk to sort it out. And then the oh, people yeah. who turned up to the Brighton kiosk and they were like, fucking hell, what's Dig Knight doing here screaming about? Um, yeah, it couldn't have happened to a worse person, a better person, mad. sorry. Yeah. yeah, that is mad. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, to just move on swiftly to 
Nottingham Forest tomorrow night should be a, di- a different game, actually, because Forest are not great, to be honest. Um, that's putting it lightly. They're really not Until great. tomorrow, um, yeah, of course. Until every tomorrow. time I watch Forest this year, I think, my God, is anything going to happen from this club? And I I want them to do well in a weird way because they're, they're an upcoming team. They're different and different in the Premier League, but they really haven't done it so far. But Russell Martin, not Russell Martin, that's the, that's the, other, that's the other guy. Steve Cooper. Um, Steve hey, Cooper, Steve. they're pretty much the same manager at this point. Um, <laughs> Steve Cooper's been offered a new deal till 2025, I believe. Um, and it gives me flashback Arteta vibes. It gives me flashback Potter vibes of when Arteta, I think he got a new contract on his third loss in a row and Potter got one like four games in. So maybe, maybe they see something in him, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can get anything out of him on Tuesday. What? Who's going for one? Ben, are you, are you going to be making a trip or, or is it going to... No, I'm, wor- I'm working you? tomorrow night, unfortunately. Well, maybe, maybe fortunately. Otherwise, yeah, we'd be going. But yeah, just on the on the, on the the Cooper thing, though, I respect them giving him the contract after yeah, obviously the horrendous results, this. 100%. Like, it could be so easy for them to just sack him after signing mm. 24 players for him. Um, it would million they spent right or something quick close so, yeah, to that. So much I silly. think they, um, they signed twenty. Of course, it's going to take time. Of course, it's going to take time for everything to gel. Um, I guess some fans were probably expecting them to do a lot better than they are right now, and I guess yeah. most fans are thinking that. But yeah, the, the fact that they've given Steve Cooper another contract, yeah, it's it's a breath of fresh air because they could have easily just sacked him and gone for some random foreign manager. Yeah, like most yeah it's going to be an interesting game. I think that you know, there's there's not too much to pinpoint obviously Jesse Lingard's coming back um not really done it for Forest like he did at West Ham but again another one to keep an eye on just because against us it seems to be you know Dr Brighton I don't know if it's going to happen again Dr Brighton that's such a good way of describing it (laughs) yeah they haven't they haven't got a win in the last like four they haven't even got a point in the last four games have they uh I think they've lost every Uh, game they are at the bottom of the table I believe um but yeah Maz what are you thinking for, for tomorrow night well, yeah, they, they've had one point out of uh, 15 potential points, uh, which nice. is mental. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> listen, if, we, if we're really, like, if we're being perfectly, if we're being perfectly frank, right, they are a championship side, let's be real. The way they're playing, they are, they, like, you look through their team, let's be real, you look through their team, apart from Brennan Johnson and arguably maybe Jesse Lingard and Henderson, potentially, they That's are right. pretty bad. Oh uh, yeah, but they are—they are not great. Let's be. Declan McKenna uh, in defence. Let's yeah, yeah like, yeah. <laughs> I mean Yates. And, Isn't like, he the music artist? Declan McKenna. Declan hey. McKenna. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ, that's funny. Mate, there's back four: <laughs> Nico Williams, Steve Cook, who's obviously ex-Brighton, McKenna, and Toffolo, who's ex-Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, that defence is pretty. Pretty average. Anyway, I've probably jinxed it now, which is always good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, three nil. So, three nil for us. Yeah, three, three nil for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're going to be clean sheet. Absolutely. Oh no. Um, but no, no. Uh, like, if I'm if I'm thinking about it with my head, uh, it, it, actually no, with my heart, I'm going like we, we win like two nil. We win two yeah, nil. Comfortable evening. But mm. my head says it's not going to be as easy as I think. Um, obviously, with our you know recent frustrations, I think that might be a part to play. Um, and mm. Forest obviously looking desperate, desperate for a win or a point because uh, they need to start getting points on the board because otherwise they'll be in trouble. So it's wow. not going to be easy, uh, it's not going to be as easy as, as, as we think. If I had to say a result, I'd have to say one nil Brighton. Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring one. I don't think it's going to be. One for the for the for the neutrals, especially if we see him do a low block again, like the other teams. Exactly. Have, which we spoke about earlier in the podcast. Well, like, that is 
That is that's that's all I'm worried about, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so ben, what's, what's your what's your take on it, Ben? Um, very similar to Mass, to be fair. Yeah, with my head, I'm thinking, yeah, it's not going to be very straightforward. They are they're due a win, I guess. They're due a good performance. Doctor Brighton could turn up, like you said, Brian. Um, and yeah, maybe they can. Like they will be might be looking at this and thinking it's an opportunity where they can get some points because we are, we're on the back of two losses and two frustrating yeah. games. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be that that straightforward. They've got good players, mm. and it just depends if they can turn up and play. Like if they do play well, then they've got a good enough team to even beat us. I think uh, they've got some mm. decent decent players. Uh, maybe it's too early for Steve Co- Cooper to actually get them going against us, and that's all I can pray for. I don't, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be comfortable. Maybe it's going to be it's maybe going to be one tough, nil. It's going to be a tough game, mate. I think it's going to be tough because obviously the pressure on Deserby as well is. You know, I know he's not under pressure in a job, but he's he's desperate for a first win. Let's be honest; he can come out with his poker face as much as he wants in the media, but I know deep down he'll be thinking he, he really wants to win this game. Not a must-win yeah. in terms of in terms of points or, but in terms of anything like that. But it's definitely a must-win in terms of morale and, and for Deserby just to feel like something's going his way. You know, I feel like you know if not in a forest after that, we've then got you know Man City, we've got um, someone else as well, big. I can't remember who it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got City and then Chelsea. Chelsea, that's the one. That should be a This is the one where we need one. three points. Um, so we do need this. Yeah, we do need this win. It does feel like a bit of a must win as well for the morale of the players as well as the manager and the fans. We've got the, we've got the storyline on our side. Obviously, everyone's coming back for Enoch Mwepu and I can't wait to give him the tribute that he, I'm sure he deserves. And hopefully he's there. I don't know if he will be well enough for that. I don't know what his situation is at the minute. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough... Tough game. I think their centre forward has potential to give us problems. I can't remember his name, but every time I watch him play, he looks pretty, oh, yeah. pretty well, useful, if I'm honest. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, he looks quite useful, I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it will be, hopefully, refreshing after after the pain of the last two games. I, I just want to see us play like how we have been, but just create that more clear-cut chance. Maybe a chance for Rendell, maybe a chance for Gilmore. We'll see. But yeah, I'll be I don't know what else who... to say, really. I think... Well, yeah, I'll be interested to see who he replaces um, who comes in for Lallana, who goes out for Lallana. That's going to yeah. be my big big thing. Who does he, mm. who does he start uh, instead of Lallana? Um, maybe so, it would be gross. But yeah, maybe it will be gross. Yeah, yeah I think but gross I know, is probably the most likely, I'd say. I know football doesn't work like this, obviously, but we, we beat Leicester, what, 5-2? Leicester yeah. beat Nottingham yeah. Forest 4-0. 4-0, I know. But it's an East London's <laughs> derby, isn't it? So... Yeah, and I, I guess you could say it's fired up for it. That was under Potter as well. Yeah, yeah that was under Potter. Oh, yeah, true. But yeah, I guess Mate, that's, everything's yeah, changed. Yeah, that's Literally, everything's like, changed in three months. <laughs> Nothing. Lost one nil to Wolves recently because of a penalty. Like even Wolves obviously they missed breaking down. They missed a penalty as well. Yeah, then Brennan Johnson missed the penalty. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah you're right. Drew Wolves with Villa. Wolves aren't great. Yeah, yeah, Wolves aren't great. Drew one all with Villa, but Villa aren't great. The fact Apparently they couldn't the even get a win from those two teams, from what I heard about it, was like literally trash be garbage. Like, it was <laughs> better than them. It was just like <laughs> the fact that they were just somehow worse than them. Mm. So that's literally how it worked. So, mate, the, the Premier League this year, genuinely, I was only saying this to my dad yesterday. We we're looking at a table. The, the Premier League is filled with actually like pretty bad teams, to be fair. I mean, the, the, if you look at that bottom sort of 10, really, we're better than all of them teams, really. We, we, you know, you watch us against Brentford and I was watching Villa the other day. I was like, my God, I'm, I'm glad we don't play like this because, yes, yeah, sometimes they had some decent chances, but overall, it is painful to watch. We are better than oh, a lot of them. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, right? But then, then it'll be like, well, we lost 2-0 to Brentford. 
We might have yeah, been, but we I mean, we play better. better. You we know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, we've got the potential to be a lot better. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying we, we, we actually, like, I, 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 I tweeted out, I, I said that um, the last three games that I've watched under the Zerbi, I'm not worried. I, I generally, I'm actually, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm actually, the, the, football, the football we put on, the displays of football we put on, I, I think, has mm. been very commendable, really good performance, especially Liverpool Anfield. Uh, mm. Even against, yeah, Brentford and Tottenham, we, I thought, like, in big parts of the game, we were the better team. Mm. It's just, yeah. It's uh, pressure, isn't worries, it? It's pressure. Yeah, if, if we lose against Nottingham Forest, my outlook might change a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think that might change my outlook a little bit. I might get a little mm. bit worried, a little bit, uh, you know. A little bit shaky. Ooh, a little bit shaky. a little bit yeah, shaky. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Right, should, should but, yeah. score predictions then? Boys? Score predictions for me then, I'm going to just say, I really, really want us to win this game. I really do. I'm going to say 2-0. Because Ooh. I really, I really want us to go in and win. Because we have to, really, for the sake of the team's sanity and the manager's sanity and the fans' sanity. Uh, okay. But yeah, go on, Ben. Uh, yeah, I said one. I said one nil. I don't think it'll be a straight. Yeah, you both said one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please, just can't. I'll just one up for you. Just so I want us to it. score two. Yeah, you see, mate. It's, it's a draining podcast to do. I can't lie. It's the first time in a good, good six months we've had a podcast. It's a bit. Flat. I really didn't want He's to do it. <laughs> I yeah. really didn't want to do it. I, I know what you mean. Sorry for listening to the list. Fair play for you. We've got another podcast after Forest. <laughs> yeah. For God's sake. Yeah. I just I hope, I hope. If we lose that. Oh, we're screwed. Man, I'm sitting away. It's going to be a bit of fun, it. though, to be fair. I'm just going to enjoy the day out. Yeah. Go to a big club, you know. It's the, it's the last one of the big six I've got to do. So I know we're probably going to lose. So I'm just going there just for the vibes, to be fair. Yeah. Early vibes. Yeah. Until then, we've got Forest to play. See you tomorrow night. And um, is there anything else to say? Anything else? To Thank add? you for. Well, actually, I hope that us Comments talking below. about it has vented your frustrations as well, and that's that you're that kind helps. of over. Yeah, I know yeah. that sometimes. Any any something. comments uh, below? Comments, yeah, comments below. Uh, um, oh, uh, Ivan yeah. Tony. We don't have Ivan Tony. Someone like that. Yeah. Uh, do you want us to do no. the emojis? Put an eye emoji, a van emoji, and a toe emoji. Ivan Tony. Okay. Oh no, let's do that. Ivan Tony. If that's what you yeah, want, if you can, if you can even be bothered to do that, yeah. because I can't. An lie, I, I a, van, a toe, <laughs> a toe, and then I a knee. Sorry, and the knee. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> do that if you want. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also I won't mention the fan thing. I, I had an idea earlier. I put it in the chat. Um, yeah. I don't know if both of you saw it. To be fair, I will say. It, don't actually. say it live. Yeah, yeah. Don't say it live. Okay, I would. I would say. I would say it live. We'll we'll think about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for now. Thank you all for watching. Oh, if you haven't as well, sorry, Ryan, um, I completely forgot. If you haven't watched the Marcus Smith episode, what are you doing? Um, because it was a cracking episode. Yeah, go watch yes, it. it. Yes, it was a horrendous sport of rugby, but it, we made it fun. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I but yeah, watch I'm that. sorry if you're still watching. I'm sorry if you're still listening. Thank you for putting up with us for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> and we'll see you after Forest. Peace. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.